0: Greetings ladies and gents, and welcome to this latest version of uh, Tales, Tales from, from Outer Space, from space, out, from space. Out, from where I take an HFY story from somewhere around the internet, and read it aloud for your enjoyment. All the relevant links are down below. Like, subscribe, and all that YouTube comf to help this video and channel grow. Anyways, as always, I hope that you enjoy. I would like to give a quick thanks to our tier 5 channel members and patrons. FALLEN ANGEL BUZZ KIDDINGTON Thank you, again. Now on to the story. Silver Lining, written by LG Father Anthracite There was no way that this was going to go unnoticed. The specimens had escaped. They had passed by a high galaxy, class our planet, as they took the long way around from port to port, hoping to avoid the notices of the tax collectors and other pirates. The captain decided to do a specimen run and collect some samples for sale to the collectors, to augment the profit of this rather longer supply run. Quessel had been tasked with care and feeding of the specimens. He put small samples of vegetation and some biopsied pieces of various animals, taken while they were under sedation, into the nutritional analyzer. The analyzer had generated pellets of concentrated nutrients. Kressel put piles of them in the cages and scattered some on top of the soil-containing plants, as per the unit's instructions including water as well. When he came back to check on the samples at the end of his shift, he found one of the cages broken open, and the second that looked as though someone had intentionally opened it. Both were now empty. Kressel thought for a moment and decided that he would report it to the captain. When asked how this happened, Quessel claimed that someone had opened one cage, and presumably the escaped sample tore open the second cage and ate whatever was inside. The captain, hardly believing Quessel's story, had him thrown into the brig until an investigation could be completed. This would spare Quessel the exhausting and terrifying ordeal as the rest of his crewmates. The rest of the crew were alerted, and weapons were distributed. Patrols hunted around the ship looking for the escaped creature. There were reports coming from the patrols that seemed to conflict. Some saying the creatures were bipedal and mostly hairless; Others saying they were hairy quadrupeds. Some said tail, some said no tail. Pointy ears, round flat ears. They all said teeth and claws, and they all said the creatures were fast and stupidly strong. The captain issued a warning, and they were probably looking for two creatures not just one. He also called up the video of the cargo area where the samples had been stored. On playback, he saw one of the sample cages being burst open by the thing inside. A tall, mostly hairless biped. The creature braced against the one side of the cage and then pressed his feet against the edge of the door. It then flexed its entire body and the cage door ripped off its hinges. He crawled out and stood up then opened the second cage and let out the four-legged creature covered in fur. It came almost up to his waist as the biped and seemed excited to see the biped. The captain took all of this in and then made a serious realization. The biped was wearing clothes. They had purposely avoided clearly inhabited areas of the planet and taken their samples from a forested area. Why Blotevia's three wings was ascensioned out in the middle of a primordial forest? Why did they have what appeared to be domesticated fighting animal? The captain could see his profits going towards hazard pay for his crew. Steve was freaked out. He had been camping with his dog, Chauncey, a bull mastiff. They had been in their tent when a windstorm kicked up. Steve woke up in a cage. He was able to force the door open and found chauncey in a nearby cage he freed his dog and they set off to look for answers when he first saw the monsters he didn't want to believe that he was even awake the sound of some sort of projectile hitting the wall next to him and the feeling of shrapnel striking his arm were enough to disillusion him he ran calling for chauncey to follow the mastiff who was well loved and well trained healed to his master as they ran off down the corridor. Every few minutes, Steve would turn a corner and run into some new nightmare fuel of a creature before either knocking them over or running, punching them as hard as he could and running, or just bolting in another direction. He was completely lost, tired, and confused. Chauncey was a super hyped up due to the fun run that he was on with his human and everything in his path smelled strange and new. He kept his nose to the ground and sniffing everything he could up, only stopping when his master would take off the full speed and Chauncey would chase after him. Chauncey liked this place, except Steve didn't smell like he was having fun, and that worried Chauncey. But Steve tugged his ears when he was walking, so Chauncey wasn't too worried. The man and his dog turned a corner, and there were several other monsters right around the bend. Steve yelped and ran, Chauncey and the monsters right behind him. He heard a strange clicking noise that seemed to reverberate through the entire maze of tunnels that he was in. Suddenly, the two monsters behind him slowed down. The two glanced at each other, no longer trying to run Steve down, but rather just trying to follow him. One took out an object and made a similar clicking noises into it. As Steve ran, he noticed that there were more teams of creatures down each corridor he passed. They had boxed him in. He stood at the center of a four-way intersection. There were monsters approaching from all directions. Beer squids and blobs, and Jesus was that a sharkman? Giant lizards and ginormous ostrich-chicken hybrid he was standing in the corridor with his hands balled into fists, waiting for one of the monsters to get too close. After several minutes, none had gotten too close, but they didn't leave anywhere for him to run either. Finally, one monster, sort of a fish head with long legs and arms growing out of his bottom, came through the crowd and laid a device on the floor. The creature held a similar item, and indicated that Steve should hold the device in his hand. Steve pointed at it, and told Chauncey to fetch. Chauncey trotted over, sniffed the thing a few times, and then picked it up with his mouth and brought it over to Steve. Steve took the device out of his mouth and looked at it without letting his guard down. Once he held the device, the fish head thing held his own device up and made a clicking noise. From the device Steve held, broken English issued, we mean you, no harm. Gather samples, unpopulated error. Taken, mistake. Steve stared at the thing in his hand for a moment and then up to the fish head monster. Where am I? He asked. On ship, space vessel. Where are you taking me? Steve asked. Home, turn back when realized, mistake. It's not legal. A fishman's clicking got translated into more broken English. How long? Steve asked. Two cycles. We take to room. The creature waved in the wall nightmare creatures swung back to open a path. Steve followed the creature down a few tunnels until they arrived at a door. It slid open and the fish head pointed inside. Steve looked in and saw a small room with what appeared to be a giant beanbag bed. He stepped in, calling Chauncey after him. Bring water, nutrient pellets soon, please stay, fishhead said. The door slid closed. Steve sat on the beanbag chair. He hadn't had much choice but to comply. Hopefully, the thing was telling the truth. Chauncey climbed up onto the beanbag chair with Steve and curled up next to him. Steve started to rub Chauncey's absent mindedly using the hand with which he held the device. Chauncey, old buddy, so glad you were with me. The device started to make odd noises. Chauncey perked up and made a few growls and barks. Chauncey, glad that Steve with me too, the device said. End of story. And that, my friends, concludes this video. I hope that you enjoyed, and if you do, please consider supporting the author, even by popping over and leaving a thumbs up or a nice comment, just to show your appreciation for the story. However, if you wish to support this channel, there are links down below which will help immensely. I will see you all in the next one, and until then, I hope that you have a fantastic day. Cheers.